Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast talking all things in the gaming industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week is a really good friend from my early days in college. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. I'm Garrett. Hello, Great Garrett. introduction, I know. Great, It's great. I love it. How do you introduce yourself, honestly? Honestly, every, everyone has their quirks. Everyone has their style. Uh, some people need a drum roll and a musical <laughs> intro. Um, I can just imagine someone just carrying around a little drum, just like... Or, you, or they just have like a band following Michael. them at all time. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, I have to, as I introduce myself, there has to be a desk or a chair somewhere so I can walk. There's a drum roll and I sit down and then the drum roll stops and thunderous applause continues. <laughs> and uh, if for those of you who don't get a joke, I'm talking about the Tonight Show or one of those late night shows before, <laughs> before the pandemic. They're all the same. They're all the same. They were the same. <laughs> they were. They were the same. And now they're online <laughs> in their houses quite a time and so garrett um how we start the show off whenever we bring on a brand new guest uh we play a little game called favorites Ooh. where uh i ask you who your favorite i'm looking for your favorite game game character game soundtrack and what you're looking forward to the most for the remainder of 2020 all right um favorite video game so you know square enix right Oh, I do. I am and very you. familiar with Square Enix. So yeah, the world ends with you. Like yeah, that's oh. that, the weird. Um, like it was, you had like pins and like you could. They gave you like special little powers. Yes, and you just fight these little like creatures in a way. It, it was, yes, it was really fun. I loved it because like there's a little mini game in there that you just kind of like use your little pins to like hit other people's off like a little table. Ooh, it was like Beyblade, but like Beyblade, let it rip basically awesome uh, the world ed- i i only discovered the world en- ends with you because of uh kingdom hearts dream drop distance yep because they had that little cameo they had the ca- they were the ones in twilight town because their world got destroyed and it was i'm just like you know what that's pretty dope and it, it honestly kind of followed the plot a little bit of the world ends with you as well a little bit a little bit just a, a tiny little bit. bit just a tiny bit all right. How about your favorite game character? Uh, Overwatch, honestly, because I'm playing that a lot. Overwatch is my favorite character. Um, Reinhardt <laughs> from Overwatch. Reinhardt, that's a, yeah. I love that hammer. I honestly like his movie that they made for him. The movie, the tra- the trailers that they all have. Yeah. His is honestly one of my favorites. He had a pretty like decent backstory, like how he's kind of maybe like the last of his yeah regime. I liked it. And favorite soundtrack, sir? Um, same thing from the first uh, question. World Ends With You. Uh, World yeah. Ends With You had like a pretty extensive soundtrack that had like unique songs like mm-hmm. written for the game by like other bands in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I they think. did. Um, so it was a really unique kind of experience because like they're trying to add like the downtown-esque kind of like mm, everyone, the, like it's like the jet set radio kind of like downtown yeah very much yeah and like it it's basically the same basically mm-hmm. uh and what are you looking forward to the most with the remainder of the 2020 year um 
brighter futures for everyone. Mm, yes. Because 2020, 2020 has sucks. been a roller coaster of a year. Yes. Did you hear that an asteroid is barely missing Earth tomorrow? I I I read that and I see that article every year. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Uh if those of you who haven't heard, uh the asteroid is uh the size of the Empire State Building. Yeah. That's pretty big. It's pretty big. But you know what can fix that if it did hit? Mm. Flex seal. Probably. That's a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to now jump on into our second segment, which is the week in review where we talk cover the major game releases and some of the news that came out this past week. As for the game releases, uh, we had Clubhouse Games 51 come out for the Switch, which was a big deal for a lot of people because it's kind of like the replace. It's kind of it is the Wii Sports for the Switch. Except instead of it all being sports, there's like some board games, some Wii Play things like the tanks, and I believe table tennis. I just really want them to put Wii Sports on the Switch. That's all I want. Honestly, yeah. Like, call it just like they, obviously they can't call it Wii Sports because it's not on a Wii, but like Switch Sports. And it's just like because the Joy-Con is just as good as the Wii Remote, if not better, because of how many years they've had to improve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could definitely, honestly, could just put it in there, but. Regardless, Clubhouse Games actually does look pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good reviews. Yes, a lot of good reviews. Uh, another game that came out was Tour de France 2020, which uh, I gave the achievement of the week to last week, uh, which was to, like clear the Tour de France on Legend mode because biking and France. <laughs> I don't know. There was, there was not a lot of games that came out last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, well, like... As expected. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay. People are taking their time. And uh, Sea of Thieves got t- is now on Steam. Yes, and I'm super, super excited about it. Yes. I love watching Sea of Thieves gameplay, uh, mostly mm-hmm. because the creators that I watch play it. Uh, whenever they play it, it's always a pirate voice. Honestly, I just it looks so much fun. And it's by Rare. And it's honestly, by Rare, too, yeah. Really, like, funny games. Mm-hmm. All right, and as for the news side of things, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Health Wanted dropped on the eShop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It just dropped in there. I'm surprised that like it's on the Switch, and even though it's VR support, it has no VR functionality on No it. VR functionality, um, I, I, unless they like add an update to it. But again, it kind of came out of nowhere, so I don't, I don't know what the plan is i don't know if this is like i don't know if this is like a cryptic message that scott's sending out so maybe, Pad has to do something to be using like, sorry to talk over you no but, sorry it's okay but like you're doing like adding like gyros gy- is it gyroscopic or gyroscopic Gy- gyro yeah. i believe I, i've always said gyroscopic and they're probably going to utilize that technology to look around maybe so maybe who knows it, it might be the future. Like maybe this is them telling us that hey, the next FNAF game that's coming to the Switch too. Probably. That would be what a what a what a subtle reveal that would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minecraft dropped a brand new game mode for purchase that you can uh, get on the Minecraft shop. Pac-Man, uh, basically recreating Pac-Man, the entirety of it in Minecraft, and it's really cool looking that Minecraft's doing that. 
and they're adding like the game mode. Would are they or? Yeah, it's like an entire. You, you purchase the the Pac Man set, and it's an entire new map that's like built like with like code and w- within the Minecraft code and whatnot to do like Pac Man, mm-hmm. and it's it's really cool looking. And I'm like, wow, Minecraft, you do it. You've done it again. <laughs> Minecraft, you've done it again. Minecraft, you've done it again. Revolutionizing the gaming industry. Uh, Sword and Shields got a brand new expansion trailer uh, announcing that June 17th is when the Isle of Armor comes out and the Galar birds have given the the basically the main three birds legendaries from Kanto have a Galarian form and their types have been revealed. Uh, Articuno is a psychic flying, Zapdos is a fighting type, and Moltres is a dark flying type. But we won't see them until the uh, Crown Tundra is coming out alongside... Uh, most of the other legendaries. As for more, uh, Dragon Quest Adventure of Die Infinity Strash was announced as the next main series Dragon Quest game for 2021, based off of the 80s manga. Mm. And I love Dragon Quest Eleven. I put in over 100 hours in that, and I can't beat the final boss, but um, it's a great game. And Dragon Quest is a good game. I didn't technically never played like an actual main st- mainline dragon quest mm-hmm. i've only played like monsters joker and the one for the wii okay i'm trying to think which one the wii one is but the swords one i think it was oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah they're great they're great rpgs mm-hmm. and of course if you love if you love the dragon ball art style you'll love the art style as it's akira Tor- tomiyama who does the art style for the games uh, Sony was fined $2.4 million for misleading information on their refund policy in Australia. Uh, and by breaking a few consumer laws, yeah, that's... Sony... Oh, I like it, Sony, but you, you just... You never couldn't get your games refunded when you buy from PlayStation Store. F in the that's chat. The thing. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for the Xbox One X... A special console uh, p- package will include its first DLC pack for free uh, if you get it like that. Um, and while the first DLC pack will be released with the game, but like like separately, um, uh, it, yeah, it's it's you, you could do it like that, or you know, spend the extra money to get get it with the DLC pack as the individual game. Yet you, you know the drill with specialty consoles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Summer Games Done Quick has officially announced they are moving to an online format, so it might open up the realm of uh, the a more variety uh, of speedrunners at the event. For those who like who, ne- who are never able to make it to the event, might be able to share with the world the games that they can speedrun and play really fast. <laughs> and Poke Tunes was announced, which is a very short. It's a short Looney Tunes parody because it's the Looney Tunes art style. With uh, Pokemon characters. It was uh, Scraggy and Mimikyu on a train, I believe. And it looks pretty funny and cute. How many Pokemon are there now? I only remember, like, the first three generations. Oh, there's, like... Are we over... I believe we are over 900. Over 900. Oh, my goodness. Let me me fact check this, because... I have, like I have said, like, I don't know if I've actually mentioned it. I have captured them all, not in one, a single game, but like across every game generation. I have captured every Pokemon. 
I couldn't even like manage to like to even do that. I just like Sorry. running around in those games. Eight hundred and two Pokemon. Ugh. That's a lot. There are a lot of Pokemon. A lot of pocketable monsters, mm-hmm. as they say. And that is the week in review. Uh, some good things came out, but now it's time for us to look at the week ahead and see what releases are coming out this next week. And there's quite a few. Uh, honestly, they're a lot more spread out. Uh, no, re- no Monday or Wednesday game releases this week. Um, but on Tuesday, we have Deck of Ashes coming out on Steam. Destiny 2 jumps into Season 11 for the game. Elder Scrolls Online Greymore comes out for the consoles. Project Warlock comes out for the PS4, and this is a game. And Project Warlock is, um, in O, it's like a the art style of like the old Doom and Wolfenstein games, and it's like mm-hmm. one of those shooters. I mean, I'm interested in that. It looks pretty good. Looks like a very nice spiritual successor to like OG Doom and whatnot. Uh, the Dark Eye Book of Heroes comes out for Steam, and I I believe it's YS or Wise. Uh, Memory of Calcita comes out for the PS4. On Thursday, Beyond Blue comes out on the PC, Xbox One, and PS4, which lets you explore the ocean, like our ocean. That's going to be fun. Fi- and you can swim up close to whales. I always love games where you can just like go underwater and just explore marine life. Yeah, it's really... Check out the trailer for this one, because this one's really mm-hmm. not really pretty looking. Uh, Ostronauts comes out for the PC, Prison Architect Island Bound DLC comes out for all platforms. Project Warlock drops on the Switch on the Thursday. And Samurai Showdown com- finally makes its way to Steam as well. And on Friday, uh, Project Warlock uh, finishes its rounds by coming out on the Xbox One. And Westbourne... A, have you ever? Did you ever play Advanced Wars? I've never played any of Advanced Wars games. You, uh, you know the style of gameplay, though. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I it's do. basic. It's that's what Warborn is. A mech, except there's like a lot of like mech, mecha suits and like it's very futuristic. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that's those are the game releases coming out for this week. So, and uh, still, pretty pretty decent good week. Pretty decent. Pretty some decent decent games. No heavy hitters quite yet, uh, but later this month we'll be seeing quite a few. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the Pokemon near expi- yeah. the end of this year we'll be seeing much more. Oh yes, once the fall, what, whenever fall comes around, that's when like all the big games, AAA games, get dropped. Mm-hmm. And the shame is that we have no E3 this year as well because it would be around this time actually right now that E3 would be going on. I hope like are they doing an online format or are they so E three is uh is not but uh, Jeff Keeley the host of the Game Awards announced that he and like basically every studio under the sun are working on a project to just give us like more game trail I can't remember what it was called summer the summer games event or something like that Mm -hmm. it's I don't remember exactly what it's called at the it's on the tip of my tongue but I can't remember it but it's like basically like all like video game events fall under this and it's just there's so much all like an influx of trailers coming and all of that and it's basically like the replacement the online replacement for e3 this year and i'm actually googling what it's called (laughs) because i cannot remember jeff keely thank you Oh my god, where is the tweet? 
Summer Games Fest. That's what it's called. Mm. I, I knew it had summer in it, and I knew it had game in it. I could not remember that third word for the life of me. You got it. You got it. I got it, though. I got it. And that's what's going on. It's going on all summer long. Uh, so expect more game releases and game trailers and all of that just coming out over the summer. And with that, we're going to jump into the question of the week, um, which uh, we're, which is basically our first main talking point uh, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of these ideas, uh, I'm not going to take credit for either of them because when I was messaging Gary to figure out what we would talk about, he came up with both of these ideas. And I'm just like, these are both really great topics mm-hmm. and I want to cover both. And so the first one we're talking is early access versus a full release. So, the first thing I want to ask to get this topic started, um, mm-hmm. is early access worth playing a game for before it comes out as a, like a full release? I I'm gonna say no. It's not like if you're gonna release if you're gonna like I'm sorry, but if you're gonna make something a little bit, I'm sorry. I sound like I sound terrible. First of all, <laughs> um, so. I'm going to have to say no. I don't like it when people like just release something that's not even finished. Mm. But there has been like some games that are still in early access but have been making millions so far because people are still playing it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like I'm not a big fan of pre-orders uh, as well because I know a lot of people are trying to stay away from pre-orders. pre-orders. Yes. Uh, pers- uh, me personally, I kind of don't pre-order games anymore. Le- and I-, I say that like I've pre-ordered like a couple here and there, but I- like I think I pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII like two days before it came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I-, I was like, I was on the fence of whether or not I was going to get it or not. And I'm just like, do I want to get the base game or do I want to get the three special material with it? And it and was like- just like, you know what I kind of do? And did it did it make much difference in the end? No. Did I use those materia for like I used one each of them once at least, just to see what they did, and then I didn't use them again. Mm-hmm. I'm more like in the sense of like nostalgia based. How I re- I like remember getting a game from anywhere and just pu- plugging it in and playing it, and yeah, just be at the ready. There would be like no updates, no um, added things. Uh, well, yes, the good old days mm-hmm, where you just got the thing and there was it was good. Yes, but before the online scene kind of really took over, because mm-hmm. when when it comes when you look at like all when you look at like when you you look at old consoles, I think like the only time they ever tried to like update it, the and like the one I, only one I can really think of is the N sixty four getting that um bottom piece, the Rumble Mega pack. Drive, yeah, uh, and the Mega too. Drive attachment, which was the only way you could play Donkey Kong sixty four, yeah, because it needed more power to it. And even then, and what like you could call that like one of the earliest instances of like a console of like a system software update, Basically. because g- games were able to run smoother. But it was like it, it was a one-time thing, and you didn't need it. And you like not every game needed it. Like some games still ran perfectly fine with the regular N sixty four. It was just. But that was back when like things were still getting figured out about video yeah, games. Exactly. And they were just kind of like just throwing things and just making sure it worked. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I think are those are the best games because like they're clunky and like there's like weird things you can do with certain things. 
And that's what I like about it because yeah, you could break the hell out of them. It's broken, but here it's broken. Yeah, it was an easy reset button. There was that. That was why the reset button was on the consoles. I remember that. I remember the PlayStation One having the reset. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you look at consoles nowadays, it's like there's just the power button because everything else you can you can turn on a console from the controller nowadays. I like we couldn't that. do that back. I use that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we use it all the time because it's uh, more convenient. But like, yeah, when you look at like that, when you look at that, it's just like, it's, look how far they've they've come. I know consoles. in such short time. In, yeah, on, on, on in all things considered, yeah, it is a short time. Like mm -hmm. twenty years, twenty twenty. Well, no, we're in twenty. 20 30 years, like yeah. thirty years, and like we've gotten this far. Exactly. Like. It's not even been 50 years yet. Well, then, I mean, vi video games have existed for 50 years, but like... Okay, so technically it has probably been 50 years, but like, you, you know what I'm kind of getting at, of like, how we went from like a cartridge to a disc to... Yeah, I know I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like astonishing how like, any games can just be made instantly now. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And just ported um, right then and there and... The demand there is real. I like how, even though like I don't like it when people have their games early access, I do like the new features that they're adding into some games, mm -hmm. um, which is really nice. Like I look at Grand Theft Auto Five with Grand Theft Auto Online, and they're adding like more of like other ways to make money, so they're making it more like a live community. Yeah, and because, that's what. I, sorry, so, continue. Because you look at like the nightclubs, like you, you can start your own um, business and have your friends join and actually like help you transport things across the map like live mm -hmm. while other players are doing stuff and that alerts them to just hey this guy's transporting stuff get like destroy his vehicle so you can get some money which i've yeah. been really enjoying yeah gta online is like that it's honestly i see that as like the the new like child of like rockstar games because it's they have a system because they did that with Red Dead Online as well. The same kind of thing. Yeah, but a lot of um, I, I heard like a lot of people with Red Dead Online. It's still not as popular with GTA. It's still not as popular, but like it's such like a brand new concept again because they're just taking Grand Theft Auto Online and putting it into like the Red mm -hmm, Dead the formula. Western. Yeah. They're basically making like live RPGs. You know, you, you know what? You're honestly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's all it really is, is like, I want to play as, you know, a business mogul who, like, smuggles money and just, like, I'm just a criminal in this world. So, yeah, I want to play as this character here. And there's got a bunch of people doing the same thing. And that goes the same for uh, Sea of Thieves and Red Dead Redemption Online. Yeah. And which I find, it's really cool. So, like, they're adding, a, like, they're giving a lot more imagination um, into video games, which was people were craving for a while yeah i could definitely agree with that a lot mm -hmm. i feel like what was it like the early 2010s to mid 2010s like things were getting stale a bit yeah. there weren't like there was like there were definitely still some really creative games that came out but there was a lot of more flops i feel mm -hmm. and like the thing like they kind of started that with world of warcraft i would say in a way but, like, it was very, like, you had to read a lot of text, and there was just a lot of story you had to read up on, and, like, not a lot of people really want to read up on anything. Yeah. So, like, they're just like, okay, here's an open sandbox. Here's some stuff to do in there. Um, make a living. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, you put it like that, then yeah, it's it's that with like a few cutscenes here and there, and I feel mm-hmm. like she like and, progressed things with like certain key characters. Yeah, exactly. Have you uh, just a off, uh, question uh, off track? Have you done any of the heists? I've done. I think I've done all of them already so far, thanks to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've done all of them. I've been. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I completed the diamond casino heist in. Uh, uh, which south, uh how this, uh which uh sorry which way did you do it the south way south way nice yeah um the quickest way yeah and it's doing that in and out um and then i like i got my nightclub in there and i started on my own business now i got like a whole biker gang um yeah, yeah the biker my, my main focus is just a nightclub right now because that's just a lot of fun because like you can like order in certain djs who come in oh yeah and they brought back gay tony for that didn't they yeah they brought back him uh yeah and he's a lot of fun in the game Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience with Grand Theft Auto 4 was the only one I played was the Ballad of Gay Tony. I played a little bit of the base game, uh, like late into the 360s cycle, mm-hmm. as, as well as like the Lost and Damned. But like Gay Tony was the one I played from start to finish. I think maybe they might turn GTA 6 into its own online version. Honestly, like GTA 6 is like, I don't know how far we are away how we how far that is like with how many updates gta 5's online is still getting and the game's like what five years old now no even more. it's like gta 5 came out in 2013 2013 and we are seven years into that yeah. now obviously like when it started it came out like past generation consoles and then they moved it to the next gen uh, gave it like the ability to do first person and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it, but ever since that, it's just like updates and updates and updates, and they're just adding so much to that. <laughs> and I feel like I don't know if we will see a GTA Six for an, a long while because maybe not for like a couple of years, but I feel like it's mm-hmm. approaching us pretty soon mm-hmm. because the demand is there, and it's yes, uh, there is always a demand for the uh, like. When it comes to like Grand Theft Auto and Elder Scrolls, there's always a demand for like a brand new game for that those franchises. But they but they might just keep it like maybe strictly online and just incorporate story elements in certain ways. So there might be like more than one kind of campaign, like main campaign. It would be interesting. Um, the only I don't know if I would say an issue, but like, well, I guess yeah, an issue would be like those people who get like really high level really fast and know where people spawn and like doing missions. Yeah, those people like yeah, and that happens in regular GTA Online still to this day. Um, well, I I feel like it's gone down a little bit. It also also depends on like the server you're in that you get oh, put yeah. into. Um, that could be one thing, but like when you look at like a game with a story that's entirely online, um, the most recent example of that, uh, and I, I that and I'm not talking about strictly PC. I'm sure I'm talking all all platforms is fallout 76 and to like relate back to like the question in total like even grand theft auto got released pretty early because it was overhyped and oh yeah it did i completely forgot about that yeah well that was just a single player though because online wasn't ready for a long while for like they did release online it was just a mess it was yes because like the because it was the demand for online was just right there yeah exactly yeah Yeah. the demand for it was like crazy people were ready people wanted the online Mm-hmm. Like and when crazy. they got it, they're like, "This is a mess." It's like, "Yeah, we're not finished." Yeah, exactly. But we promised you this, so here it is. Yeah, but that was like their first time. Yeah, stuff like that, and 
And like again, like the GTA four, and when you compare it to like the GTA four online functionality, there wasn't like a huge demand for it. Like people played it here and there, but it what? But like GTA five was like some was went into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, back into the um, early access, uh, back to early access games. Um, do you think there are any benefits to a game developer to have putting their game out on early access? I do. I do see the huge benefits towards it because like it gives them a lot of feedback, and that's what's really important for like giving up more <laughs> online experience with the early access. Like, it, it contradicts what I said. Like, I don't like it being early access. Like, it does help them as well. And I've seen a lot of people try to do that uh, yeah. as well. And I like it. Like, there was like this one battle royale on PlayStation. Um. Uh, what was it called? You were a rare, oh, werewolf. If you got uh, taken down, I have it. Battle Royale. It's... Was it? A ba- hmm. I'm trying to think. That's. Hmm. A battle royale. Yeah. It's. It was a free free one on the PlayStation Store. Where is that? I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think myself because werewolf. I th- it's an interesting concept, um, but it no, oh, it's called don't even think. Don't even don't. Uh, I feel like I've heard of that, but like I got. I feel like I've heard of this, but I need to see the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to see like artwork for me to check it out. It, it looks interesting. It's a interesting title. Don't even think survival game. Hmm. Huh. I f- Interesting. Yeah, it flew ev- under everyone's radar. And it's from, like, Perfect World. Like, the people behind um, the secret world? This, um, it's that... Uh, they're behind Neverwinter. I know Neverwinter. Yeah. Um, oh, ca- CSGO. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's. Does this sound exciting now? Does it sound fun? I might check that out. Definitely, it's free. Okay, I will check that out then. Yeah. I will give that a checkout and uh, see what it's like. Um, I I do have a few other games in my backlog still, but like this is like one of those games that you can play alongside them because it's a multiplayer type game, mm-hmm. which is good because it gives me a one. It gives me a break from Yakuza because I've been playing the series like crazy i just finished four earlier today and i started five and uh battlefront 2 is officially free on the playstation store now so yep oh uh, man because like people were very mad about what they released for free last month i mean here's the thing city skylines is a great game i love city skylines Mm -hmm. but like pairing that with farming simulator and giving us like two simulator style games yeah i can i not the best. Like, I think what they were trying to think of, like, because they released Sims 4 uh, a couple months earlier, I think, for free mm-hmm. on the PlayStation Store. And which then, I... Like, a, which a lot I got of people as well. The, like, people play the Sims for, like, long durations, I think. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I think they wanted people to have, like, something new and just, like, release those two. Yeah. Um... Back into uh, early access again. Again, we go on topic in here and there, but you know what? That's that's Tony's game. We, we're so we love games that we just it, it's just it can trail sometimes. But like, 
That's fine. It's all it's games. We love Ooh. games. Um, do you think? Uh, do you? Th- uh, how to word that? So, uh, games that start off in early access. Do you feel like when it does that and it and uh, when it gets its full release, do you feel like the early access has kind of ruined the game a bit? Um, if I feel like the, if they release finally release the game and they're like, yeah, we're done with early access. Uh, thank you for everyone for playing. This is the final game. Um, and if I'm thinking that early access has ruined the experience for the whole game for it being finally released, I would say no, not really, because they because I feel like for example Fortnite, and oh. that game is still in early access. Is it really? Yeah, they still have the tag early access uh, every time you load it up. Even though they're on like chapter two season season two, like cha- it, oh, is it chapter it, two? It, season? It's basically done, but I think they actually have a plan with why they might be doing early access. They're bringing back the single player, probably, and they're probably, <laughs> the, that's probably going to be it. the The original game that was supposed to be that you know you can get, you get the trophies for that isn't available anymore is like that's yeah, huh? Okay. Hmm. And like, well, like that. It's a that's like a prime example. Not like a, it's an example of like having people play your game first while you're still working on things. Yeah, and that's going to lead into like some cool things, like with the live events. Yes, and they've done Fortnite has done a lot with live events. And I, I'm really interested in why and how they're doing the live events because I think that's like a really cool concept, and they know how they're doing it because mm-hmm. like i f- i think of it as like a movie experience now like i think maybe with the film industry it's still there they're still going to do some things but add that into a video game because like they already get the numbers of people playing the games already yeah so they know like how people like when are their popular times and everything so they're like okay we're gonna throw in a giant cutscene while you're still fighting other people yeah and i like that i like that a lot yeah, that it is really cool when like game. Yeah, because that it kind of like that. I feel like it kind of builds more on your experience because, yeah, you're doing your regular things, but like when something else is going on, like that you can't control, and but it, like it's going on, and you still have to fight. That like that's really something else. Mm-hmm. And like Fortnite is yeah. For, I feel like Fortnite there is like the front runner for that because of how many they've done. Um, especially like I think their biggest one was like what they when they destroyed the entire first map and you were just in that void and then it was like that it's like Fortnite was down for a couple days as well to, because just to help build that immersion of like exactly that, that's, and, that's, yeah and people were outraged when they were like yep it's the the game's done it's just a black hole now black hole and then they're like psych just see new new world and and i think with that they have something planned so i think they'll probably just get off at early access and do like the whole like live updates which are really really cool and even like a lot of games are starting to do that now destiny 2 just did that today. yeah they did they just had they had their i was gonna i was gonna segue into that but you beat me to it yeah they mm-hmm. had their first oh yeah live i've been thinking event. about that all day because i love destiny one uh back in college Oh yeah, I Destiny One was great. I played that heavily. Yeah, early <laughs> college days. Yeah, that was like right when I played it too. I remember. Yeah, it was like the which one you had to take on the king of the fallen. Uh, the take the taken king or taken king. Yeah, 
I love that so much. I, you see, um, I never did the raids, so... Uh, I, I did the raids all the time. It was fun. I like the whole, like, looks of everything. And now I played Destiny 2. Um, I like it. I want to get more into Destiny 2. I really did do. Did you play D2 at launch? No, I didn't. Okay, so... Uh, so you you're experiencing it from now uh, with it being set up as the MMO shooter instead yeah. of more like a shooter. So mm-hmm. you see, like I left Destiny two around the second DLC. I finished that, and that was kind of like the last I played of Destiny two. Was the third one where they um, killed off Cade six? Yeah, yeah. I played. That's where I started back into Destiny two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like with when that happened, I kind of because I loved Cade as a character, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like you know, I, I was very like torn at Destiny. I'm like, do I want to go back and kind of see this through? And I was just like, you know what? No, I can't. It, it was very quick. It was yeah. very quick, and it was like building up into something huge. And that's when they started adding more live events. I think like maybe that may have been the beginning of maybe, live yeah. events because like they added like the new planet like the new world you get to explore but like every few days something would happen mm-hmm. and then something would escalate more and it kind of reset and then you kind of like have like your own like weather um af- like weather effect like okay on friday this is going to be this and on wednesday next week it's going to be this now yeah and like on thursday that's going to change so like they added like the live events for that and i really like that but now they did that with um i think they blew up something they blew, yeah, they blew up something with Rasputin. Yeah. And don't know what, uh, mostly because I've been out of Destiny so long that I don't know what's what. I still, I know the basics. And that's why, like, I like it when, like, people do early access. Um, even though I said I don't like it when they do it, it I, ha- I think it has its the- pros and it has its cons. I'm just waiting on the pros and cons. I'm always indecisive about what I like. Yeah. And I feel like, so- I feel like with some games, coming out in early access is a blessing in disguise. Like you have like, I believe like golf with friends was, it has been in early access for a long time. And it's finally like God's full release. And, um, yeah. And it's like more refl- like they updated the graphics with the full release. Like they made it, they put out the game with the concept and like how they waited for feedback and they took all that feedback and we're developing the full game, close early access. And now the full game's out and it's like more refined better and all of that mm-hmm. and so yeah uh so love or hate early access it, d- the big part that it gets is the feedback and i feel like that's where it ex- excels at but if your game if you're p- doing early access just to like put out a game before it's done i feel like that's where the con comes in mm-hmm. and with that we're going to jump in to the second main topic, the guest chosen topic, as it usually is. Yeah. Um, which is uh, the question, which is a very heavy hitting question, honestly, when you think about it. Can video games eventually take over the film industry? We kind of got into this a little bit. A little bit, but let's uh, go more in depth of that. Um, and my big thing is. There's possibilities, but let's start with my first question. Are there plots strong? Are there, can a video game plot and like character development and all that stuff be strong enough to captivate the non-gamer? Ooh. Because you, you, if you ask a person who plays video games, they're like, yeah, of course, I would love to see that. But when you, 
It's the people who don't play video games, and that's where it's like, if if they can, if video games do eventually take over, do they have enough of like the creative to draw in? Exactly, because they they brought in the people who are playing the game, and they're showing that right then and there when they're as they're playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone who's like hasn't even touched it, and trying to attract that audience is, I would say, a bit more hard. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I don't think, like, it could captivate a lot of people coming in. Yeah. But if it's marketed pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's, like, a big thing that it comes down to is, like, how do they market it? Mm-hmm. And, and again, like, the second part is, is the plot good enough? Do the characters have enough depth? Exactly. Is... And, like, there's some games that are doing it, like Destiny, like, we added in, like, they just added their live event. Um, and they have strong characters. Mm-hmm. but for someone who like isn't a big fan of destiny no it might be a bit hard and even then like adding more to build out the hype like maybe they could release a movie that leads into why there's this thing happening but mm-hmm. even then after but, like it's happened why yeah and that's and then that goes to another question like with the with the history of the current video game movies with them mostly being flops with a few good ones there are a few good ones mm-hmm they're they're in a they're in a nice glass jar preserved for the rest of the time. There's some like, special ones. They're the special ones. They're the special. They're the good kid. Um, but with that, with most games being a flop, does that turn people away from more video game movies coming? Then, hmm. I would say more straight to DVD kind of movies. Um, yeah, because like the Batman movies are always straight to DVD, like the cartoon ones, but they're yeah. very hyped up. They are. There was actually a lot of hype for that new Mortal Kombat animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, yeah, there is that. Um, but I don't think maybe like it would ha- it would have to make they would have to do it where that's how they advertise the next season. Oh, so okay. they, yeah, they, with a yeah with like a game like Destiny, yeah. Because Destiny's doing the seasons now. Yeah, they are. Obviously Fortnite. Obviously, like, any boy, like, Battle Royale Like, game. yeah, any big, like, multiplayer game is now, like, they do seasons. I can see Grand Theft Auto doing that. Um, jumping on I mean, that. I feel like with each update is a new season, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of games do this. And for, like, every, like, new season, which is basically, basically like, a new expansion. Yeah. I can see them maybe having the movie as a prologue. and then you release all this stuff but then again a lot of people like the live events now because it's just right then and there it's in the action yeah like the giant mech battle in the last season of Fortnite before we got all sucked into the black hole yeah so I think maybe not for something like that but maybe just to like to give more a better to give a better explanation of why this is changing Mm mm-hmm um, and so, like, aside from, like, them just, like, introducing, like, a prologue and whatnot, like, if they were to actually try to make it, like, so that it, like, it replaces the full-on film, um, film lengths are usually, like, an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Video games, however, can have a story that's upwards of 30. They can last forever if they want to. Look at mm-hmm. No Man's Sky. Yeah. L- let's say it's a game, like... Uh, let's say it's like a regular single player game 30 hours 
and it's this is like going to replace the film industry. It, do people do the non gamers have that much of a attention span of attention to invest themselves in that if this thing was to replace the so here's film how, industry? Here's how I'm thinking more about like with video games as itself, um, in in a more immediate sense, like having movies to hype up the the thing, right? Uh huh. I see video games being more like the replacement, and this is just going to sound like weird, but crazy, just like a hypothetically. Uh, video games could like replace how people could perceive watching TV. And then how people perceive watching TV was like a waste of time. Why would you rather read a book? So mm. why would you play this video game? It's mind-numbing. Go watch TV. Why would you watch TV and you go read a book? Why read a book when you, when you can go outside? And why go outside when you can catch the corona? Exactly. Like it's It's that like it's every like new thing that people are doing. That's like a more like story driven experience. Mm-hmm. And people just like want a story to be told just to be entertained. So that's why like a lot, a lot of video games will be doing the live thing. So people will be more staying in tune with these live updates. Cause it's just like watching TV. It's the okay. new like thing to pass the time. It's the new. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So, I, like, I like that analogy a lot. And that's why like, I think like maybe like, movies are a good idea to hype up like what your story is but like people are going to see that movie and that event is, is already going to be passed so people yeah. will be watching like an old movie or something that happened in the past of that video game like a couple years back okay yeah and like i feel like like when they do when those like movies do become old it's more of just like reliving the, in the past like it becomes that like, nostalgia yeah, factor like, that I we was, have with i was there yeah Okay, and I do have one more question on this topic of if um, these, uh, let's say, um, video games eventually do, like, let's say, like, gaming industries want to jump into the movie industry, which one do you think would go first, like, would jump head we'll first st- into that project? Would we'll go straight into the movie industry? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Destiny. It's... I see them jumping towards something like that because they did that with Halo. Yeah. Um, I would like to say, you know, anyone else doing that, like Fortnite, I can see a cartoon series. <laughs> Fortnite funnies. <laughs> That's basically it. Um, yeah, with I see Destiny do that because, like, they have a rich story and they want mm-hmm. to tell it, but they're having a hard time with it. If they just, like, made a movie... Make a make a movie to help tell the story mm-hmm. a bit more, and then bring release the third game. <laughs> I, rumors are that Destiny three isn't actually going to happen, and like the, Destiny two is going to cut some things to get. They're going to cut uh, the two. <laughs> they're going to cut the two to put in more content that basically is three. Bring back um, the old raids, I swear. Bring back. The old <laughs> um, uh, me personally, I feel like. Um, if any studio has done like the, and I feel like this might be the way of the future of like interactive movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like Quantic Dream will Ooh. be the ones that, um, f- because they already are like with, like, if you look at Quantic Dream's like backlog of Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human, um, they're inter, they, I feel like that's like a future of like, mo- like of like interactive movies and like becoming their own thing and like video mm-hmm. games 
that'll be how a video games break into the film industry. Like, like the, instead of just like being like the adaptations that we get here and there, it'll be like that's you go into a the, you can book like a private theater with like a couple friends, and you're playing the movie. Basically, and that's where we see like a lot of like with VR, and like yeah, and that's the, like you're in you're in there. You're and I see it being doing, put in. I see it doing that with that, and I like that idea. I like that people they want people to be more in with like mm-hmm. what's going on in the surrounding. So like you see like a lot of places who have like special facilities that are just like an open concept, and they strap um VR equipment to you, and you just run around in an empty room. Yeah, uh, yeah, VR VR arcades are great. I've I've been to one. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spider-Man game gives you a little bit of vertigo, but like it's totally fine. <laughs> I, I love the. I just love the concept. Um, yeah, the, I want a VR headset so bad. You have no idea. I, I've been one. I've been like for the past last month. I was really wanting an Oculus Quest because oh. um, I just want that wireless freedom. I had a PlayStation yeah. VR, um, but then I got rid of it because I was like, this is way too much. I'm getting motion sickness. Cords are everywhere. <laughs> And when I saw the quest, I'm like, it's wireless. It's all I want. Mm-hmm. Because they added it's everything um, I needed. They added VR to No Man's Sky. And I played oh, that wow. with PSVR, and it's a lot of fun. I did not know that No Man's Sky had VR support. Mm-hmm. And they say it's worth playing it because, like, you can pilot the whole oh, that's spaceship dope. in VR and just look around the whole cockpit. All right. Uh, so to close off this topic, should video, will video games eventually take over the film industry? I don't. I think that. I feel like video games will start to utilize the film industry a bit more. It'll, I don't it'll, a takeover. I don't think so. It'll utilize the film like it'll utilize um, events that are more cinematic. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer to... games are the way that it'll go. Exactly. The single player experiences are perfect as they are, and I feel like the multiplayer experiences can only like can expand upon what they have done and, with their world and they and they realize that like people it's a multiplayer game people are going to make like community communities and jokes and memes about anything they play so yeah well that was that was honestly a really good topic to discuss oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that and now we are jumping into the final segment which is a bunch of smaller segments it's the grab bag and uh we're gonna start grab bag off with how we start off every grab bag with the draw of the deck and for the first time in a long while i have news on all of the big three that's right we finally have some Yu-Gi-Oh news ladies and gentlemen and i am excited about that but first let's start with the pokemon tcg which is a very weird one to say the least um the pokemon tcg is getting a board game i heard that it is called battle academy and it uh it releases at the end of july and it comes with like three starter decks and it's just it's very interesting i am interested to see what they do with that i yeah i saw the article because i was just browsing through kotaku um the other day it's basically like they're bringing the card game into a board game format Mm -hmm. and do you think it'll be more into like the whole deck building kind of yeah that would be that would be kind of board games yeah which i like i like those uh-huh. I just um, like I like a lot of board games. I, as I've gotten older, board games have become a lot more interesting with like the types of games that you can experience when you're older. Like I love One Night Ultimate Werewolf and Coup. Those are like my top two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also like why they released this because like no one really played 
the actual card yeah, game. Yeah, no one actually like when you when you cards. ask like a lot of people who collect the cards, a lot of people don't know how to play, and this is yeah. like to help people understand how to play. Like, even though like you can do, go online and like look up rules, and the there is an online version of the TCG that teaches you everything as well. It's this is a way to bring you bring it into physical. Mm-hmm. Um, in Yu Gi Oh news. Uh, the Tune Chaos Booster is coming June 18th, which is right before my birthday, so I'm excited. Um, it's bringing in new Tune support cards like Tune Black Luster Soldier. <laughs> Tune Black Luster Soldier! Yes! Yugi! It's my Tune Black Luster Soldier! I'm going to put it under my pillow. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, it's been a while since we actually heard any new Yu-Gi-Oh! news. And uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, they announced the core set 2021 for a July 3rd release. And those are your draw of the deck. And now we jump into Retro Corner, where we talk about an old, older game. Um, usually it's like, it's been like a couple of years since the game's come out and whatnot. And I got a very obscure one today. Uh, did some digging, did some ROM searching a while ago, and I'm like, I tried the games out myself. It, uh, how, what's your experience with Digimon, Garrett? Ooh, I remember as a kid being around Digimon from cousins, but I could not even name a single one, to be honest. That's all right. But the games in question are Digimon World, Dawn, and Dusk. And this was, I want to say this was Digimon's attempt of a dual game release, sort of like how Pokemon does it every every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Digimon games, it's usually just the one game of Digimon World 1, 2, 3, 4. This was the first time they did a dual release and had, like, separate stor- stories. I say that. It's the same story, it's just different people and characters mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, in Dawn and Dusk. And it, it, I find it very interesting that Digimon tried something like this, especially when their games are very, hit a very niche audience nowadays. Very niche. Very niche, because like you don't even see anything from Digimon anymore, because like the hype was all huge for it back in the 90s, the mm-hmm. early 90s. I believe like the... <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of like what in what's what where is Digimon now? Um oh. and that answer is the Digimon Adventure Reboot is where it is now. Um the OG series, uh back when we were kids, uh, the first Digimon Adventure with the eight kids, Ty, Matt, Izzy, Sora, and all of them, is basically got it's got the like the modern car, modern animation makeover. Um, but it's a whole new series because it's like they're doing a sh- doing it shorter, mm. and it's right now in Jap- airing in Japan. I don't know if it got affected by COVID or not because I haven't really read anything about that uh, for that for this series. Um, and we also have uh, one more movie following the events of Digimon Adventure Try. I believe it's called Last Evolution, where it will close out the story of um, the original Digidestined. And uh, game-wise, Cyber Sleuth came out on the Switch, which was big for a lot of people who love the Cyber Sleuth series for Digimon. Um, And there is one current Digimon game that is uh, yet to be announced for a release date, and that's Digimon Survive. Hmm. 
And that's really where the Digimon franchise is right now. It's going nowhere. It's going somewhere. It's got. It's cool going somewhere. Plans. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Digimon Dawn and Dusk. Um, check them out. Uh, they are. They have ROM. If you have a ROM emulator, play them on the DS ROM emulators. Tell me what you think. I tried it myself, and the big thing of like, I, their their combat system is something that just doesn't draw me in as much as like other games do, and that's like where I find Digimon falls flat with their games is like the turn based is how they do their turn based systems mm. is it like a lot more uh it's more slower would you think uh, I, I, uh, pacing isn't bad it's more uh, it's more of the i feel like it more of the grind and the like getting abilities and like it's like when you get strong, you're strong, but like when you're weak, you're really weak. Mm-hmm. Oh. That makes but sense. But that's Digimon. And now we jump into our achievement slash trophy of the week, which is in Warborn. And it is Isle Ace, which is to complete all of Isle's chapters and finale with an S rank. Hmm. And lastly, the game of the week. I am giving it to Beyond Blue because honestly that game looks amazingly beautiful. You can swim with whales and explore the depths of the Western Pacific. Like honestly it's really cool. We go it gives off some the technology gives me some sub, subnautica vibes, but it's our planet. It's our world. Hmm. And so that's why Beyond Blue is the game of the week this week. Um, thank you, Garrett, for coming out to Tony's Game Lounge. No problem. No problem at all. So where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, so, um, I just have a small art page. Um, I've been kind of been doing over, like, months of quarantine. I've just been painting Simpsons freeze frames in my spare time. And so if you want to check that out, it's on Instagram. It's called Simpsons Freeze Art and go check it out it's really honestly i checked it out myself and i'm like that's pretty funny i love this it's some I, funny stuff. it's some bad it's not badly as in a negative it's more like it's just badly painted mm-hmm. art and i i like it it's fun it's i like it too it's really good go check that out and as always tony's game lounge you can find on facebook follow the facebook page for updates it's also where we update you for when i stream because i stream every wednesday and Friday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Guy Tony. No, at Radio Tony for Twitter and at Radio underscore Guy underscore Tony on Instagram. Thank you once again, Garrett, for coming out and talking video games. No worries. And we will. I will see you on the next episode of Tony's Game Lounge. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. Tune in every Sunday for new episodes. 